This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. For hundreds of years, anthropologists have studied the social relationships of human beings. And none have been more confounding than what they call the different strokes effect. Get it? Meet Jade Gulliver, a charmingly low-maintenance, amicable sci-fi fan and avid podcaster. And David Lim, a top model strutting, goldfish-loving, walking jukebox. So... Can you handle the difference? Get ready for different strokes. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade and Dave. Now, Jade, I recently became Facebook friends with this rather attractive man who lives in Sydney. Now, I've never met him before. Yeah. We just have, you know, a number of mutual friends and we follow each other on Twitter. So mm-hmm. this is like the next level of commitment. Yeah. When you go from Twitter to like friending someone on Facebook. Yes, yeah, so you transition. You transition. Sometimes, you know, you don't do that because mm-hmm. they don't use Facebook as much or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we made the transition. And we've been friends on Facebook for like a month now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he we, we comment on each other's stuff quite frequently. So a lot of my friends see his his profile picture pop up on my wall and things that I post. And, you know, they end up gay men being gay men. They mm-hmm. can't resist. Yeah. They end up going to his profile and like seeing all these amazing photos of him topless with his dog and all that <laughs> kind of good stuff. And I get all these private messages, Jade, on Facebook. I get all these messages going... Can you set me up with your friend? He's really hot. Or can I say, oh, my God, your friend is so hot and so funny. I'm just like, you are the sixth person to tell me that <laughs> in the last two or three weeks. It's great for the self-esteem too, Dave, isn't it? I know. I know. Because I'm like, what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> and also, maybe I've got some feelers out in that environment. So, you know, you don't need to get involved. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to handle my business. <laughs> And you're like, I see you cutting into my sandwich. When I was a teenager, Dave, that used to happen to me a lot with my sister. My younger sister is is three years younger than me. And boys would come up to me and say, oh, I really like your sister. Like, what what can I do to get her to like me? And I would just be like, I mean, my sister was a very popular girl. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I feel the need to read between the lines. Is it what? No, but she, you know, a lot of boys liked her. And I mean, I never really had any interest in anyone. So, but they would come, you know, they would see me as the comforting person to come and talk to about, uh, anyway. So, you know, I would then say, oh, well, I want to see a resume. There needs to be an application (laughs) process. I need to decide if you're good enough. Did you ever refer any of those boys to your sister? No, and not, she would, she would never have listened anyway. (laughs) She wants to make her own mind up. She doesn't want a sister picking her boys for yeah, her. Yeah, you know, I'm too focused on whether they've got a good career or not. Oh, my God. And she's probably thinking, that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to date the geek in IT or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never let me pick your boyfriend. Well, Jade tries every now and then with me, and she, like, says really embarrassing stuff. Like, I was talking to this guy at the Joy Calendar launch. Um, 
You see, nah. Never have Jade around when I'm trying to handle my business because she would be like, oh, Dave was flirting with that guy before. And all I said was hi and, you know, exchange a few words and and shook his hand and that was it. And Jade's like, oh, you know, Dave's flirting with someone. <laughs> I just cannot bring you anywhere, really. Next can I? I'll be like doing a fake trip so I can push you onto him. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, a Lisa Kudrow movie? <laughs> Get ready for a Different Strokes take on music. This week's music pick of the week here on Different Strokes is my turn and I could not resist the opportunity to bring up Girls Aloud. Oprah voice and everything. (laughs) Oprah voice and everything. My song of the week is On the Metro, which Jade is one of four new Girls Aloud songs that they've recorded for 10 their 10-year anniversary greatest hits set. Mm-hmm. Now, you were, you were being a bit shady this morning uh, when we were getting ready for the show going, oh, so 10 years in the industry, that, that gives you two greatest hits, does it? Well, because you were saying they've had, this is their second attempt at greatest hits. <laughs> yeah, this is their second greatest hits package. I mean, uh, to be fair, after their first greatest hits package, you know, two, two more like really amazing albums came out. So well, you got to include that. Yeah, but why did, they, why did they have one already? Yeah, because they can. <laughs> anyway, look, I didn't feel the need for them to really have a second greatest hits album, if not for the fact that they're celebrating 10 years, which, you know, I, I don't even think Girls Aloud themselves expected for them to last this long. Yeah. I was just watching. Are a, they still a band or are they, you know? No, they're still very much a band. I don't think they've officially said we're, we're breaking up just yet, but I think the general idea and everyone kind of, you know, is accepting the fact that after this tour... This might be it. It's over. It's all Cheryl Cole o'clock. It's full-time Cheryl Cole mania. Mm. Yeah, she's not going to give about the other girls anymore. But I prefer the indie one anyway. <laughs> Nicola. Yeah. Yeah, the indie one's very cool. And it's funny that you mentioned Nicola because traditionally Girls Aloud haven't written uh, their singles and, you know, a lot of their album tracks. But this song on the Metro is written by Nicola. Mm-hmm. Um, she co-wrote this with not Xenomania, who, you know, is the production team that has done all their hits. Uh, she did this with The Invisible Men and DJ Fresh, who had a UK number one single with Rita Ora called So Hot Right Now. So, But the funny thing about On The Metro is that it actually sounds like a classic Girls Aloud kind of slamming Euro dance song. It, you, you wouldn't even tick in your head that it wasn't done by Xenomania because it's so seamless. It just clicks with the rest of their discography. And yeah. I felt like that was a very deliberate attempt. They wanted to write a, 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 you know, a really big Girls Aloud style single. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, really give the 10-year collection a a bit of a kick. Now, there's no word whether On The Metro will be a single or not. So far, they've released something new, which is their big comeback single. And um, they just premiered a video for their second single yesterday called Beautiful Cause You Love Me. That's a horrible song, Jade. I do not endorse that. Okay. Not here for... I'll take that on board. Yeah, not here for certain Girls Aloud ballads, but I'm totally here for On The Metro. Um, It's one of those kind of... It's one of those bittersweet dance pop songs. You know how I have a thing for that, Jade. You totally loved angsty dance. Yeah, songs. you know, like melancholy lyrics over like really hyperactive pop melodies. Mm-hmm. This is on the metro. I mean, it's just so on point. So I can't wait for, you know, more people to hear this. In fact, for the first time in, you know, years and years, a Girls Aloud album is actually released here in Australia. So this Greatest Hits Package 10 is actually out here in Australia already. So Are they going to tour here? 
I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I, they're, they're not touring anywhere outside the UK. Okay. So they, they know where their money's at. They know where their fan huge base is at. Huge enough to have two greatest hits albums, but not huge enough to tour internationally. That's the truth, Jade. That is the sad truth. But they do have so many diehard fans all over the world. I mean, I wasn't content to have, you know, just a standard edition CD that was released here in Australia. I had to, like, import my two-disc version. And mind you, Jade, you know how you're always like, oh, you know, these kind of greatest hits package, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But interestingly enough, they let the fans pick, you know, the best B-sides and album tracks they want included in disc two of the deluxe edition. Okay. So isn't that, isn't that good? Like, you know, there's a bit of fan interaction. So we all got to vote our favorite B-sides and, you know, album tracks to go on the second disc. And I thought that was great. Mm. Made a lot of people happy, I think. Well, that's a good excuse for people to want to buy it. Yeah, correct. I yeah. helped choose it. I helped I choose this it. one, you know. Even though all the fans already have everything, yeah. but, you know, we still want it. Yeah. <laughs> Joy. Joy. 94.9. Jade, you are absolutely living for this blog called Born This Way. Yeah. I had a look at some of the photos. There, and, you know, okay, the premise of the blog, Jade, is quite simple. It's just basically people submitting photos and, like, just a little story about, you know, themselves you know, when they were growing up and yeah. how they were born gay or lesbian or bi or whatever, you know, it yeah, was predetermined. I, well, I guess because uh, they were kind of saying, you know, basically there has to be a picture taken between the ages of 2 and 12 and they, you know, it's supposed to be the concept of you go back and you look at photos or whatever and feelings or emotions or memories of that time and go, oh, maybe I... Maybe I was or, born gay. Yeah, or, you know... I totally didn't realise or maybe I did realise or, you know, those things now make sense in hindsight. And it's just like these sort of really heartwarming um, pictures of, you know, girls dressed up in full football outfits or, you know. And boys in Madonna outfits. And And just the stories are so funny, like the stories that came with it. You know, there was this this boy in the Madonna costume and I think he said when he came out to his mum, his mum was really surprised and he was just like, I don't know why she was surprised because she made me this Madonna costume. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've definitely looked back at some of my old photos, Jay, and maybe we should post one on our uh, Different Strokes Facebook. I definitely think we should. <laughs> they're, they're like just photos of me as a kid. And, you know, I was like posing. I was posing the house down. Yeah. That was just something about it. And I don't ever remember being taught to pose in front of a camera like a Victoria's Secret model. But then when you see pictures of Mama Lim, she's also good at posing. So I don't think Mama Lim is quite aware that she's good at it. Yeah. Like, she, she served it in her day, definitely. She has definitely influenced Victoria Beckham. <laughs> Without question. <laughs> the chicken to the chicken McNugget. That's, yeah. that's the connection there. Joy 94.9. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 Jade and Dave. You guys should have seen the sly eyebrow raise I got when Jade was saying that. I felt dirty. I felt like she was looking me up and down. It's like, different strokes. <laughs> Stop that it. That was my attempt at being sexy. A sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if it's completely necessary um, for us here at Different Strokes because we are quite naturally sexy. We, mm-hmm. we, we, we don't need to put on that voice to convey our allure on the airwaves. <laughs> through our personalities. Yeah, through our witty banter. Oh. You would just say, that if you met us in person, you'd say, oh, they've got really nice personalities. They've got such beautiful personalities. You should put that personality on the front page of a magazine. <laughs> Code word. They're Co- not as good looking as Kane and Kyle. No, they're not. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, you know what, Jade? Uh, every now and then, you and I like to embellish a little, uh, be it you know with what we do on different strokes or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I-, I think sometimes you know a lot of people are probably guilty of embellishing on their own resumes as well. Yes. Um, I was just reading an article yesterday about 2012's most overused buzzwords. According to LinkedIn, people are, (laughs) the word creative is the most used and abused word in um, job applications and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I mean, surely not everyone is creative. Surely you've got to be embellishing at some point if you are like, I don't know, an accountant or an engineer. You can do creative accounting, surely. I don't. I mean, I don't think it's legal, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want my accounting creative. I want it honest and any way that doesn't get me in jail, please. <laughs> so, I mean, other things are you know, other buzzwords that have been used and abused, Jade, include innovative and effective. Yeah, it's it's a really big call to say you're innovative, by the way. But innovative is like a buzzword, even for most organisations now have one of their values is we're innovative. Yeah, but what does it really mean? Oh, I don't know. What what have you innovated in your role? You know, like, can you back it up? I can give you an example. I went in one of my previous roles, I came up with a new, uh, I came up with a TV show um, for a bunch of students. There was like a new way of entertaining. I would say that was innovative. Oh, God, Jay, this is not a job application for yourself. Okay, so you don't I have to lie to me. So I can legitimately put innovative on there. Yeah, Is you it- can. And you know, things like um extensive experience. Yeah. I think I'm a little guilty um of abusing extensive experience in my resume because I think I put down extensive experience in Photoshop and um, Adobe whatever, whatever. Which means I've played around and sort of, you know, airbrushed myself. At Correct. Times. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really all there is. You know, d- don't give me like a full poster to put together. I can't do that. <laughs> I know it says extensive experience, but extensive experience only in one aspect, using one type of brush and one type of tool. Yeah. <laughs> Joy, 94.9. We always anticipate on your app review Mm -hmm. this week. What have you got for us? I've got an (laughs) app, Dave, called Flick Golf. It's Mm. been around for a while, but they've just had like sort of a rejig. And I thought it would be a good one to talk about because it is not an extent, you know, some of the games that I get involved with, Dave, there's a lot of thought going into them and, you, you know, stages and levels and all of this. This is kind of like, you know, a paper toss style in that you're flicking basically what the object of the game is you've got to go find you've got you know the golf course and you've just got to flick your finger and try and land as close as you can to the the hole oh my god I cannot with these. You know, we talked about this last week or the week before that I, I don't want to play no game that, you know, makes me look like a fool at the tram stop, you know, where I'm like, you know, furiously swifting my and fingers. And this one, you're definitely going to have to do that because there's like bonus points if you can get like a backspin or you can make the ball do some sort of curving or whatever. But there's different courses with different wind resistances uh, and they different don't make sort it of easy challenges. Yeah, the first couple are easy. And then, you know, after a while, you sort of have to build up and learn, you know, new skills. New skills. Okay. So this is golfing uh, for the smartphone, basically. Yes, exactly. And I'm a bit like, you know, predisposed to golfing at the moment because my girlfriend and I are taking golf lessons. Okay. It's all going downhill for me, Dave. Like I'm taking golf lessons. There was an old man on the tram yesterday who had the same hat as me. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you are on the slippery slope side of 30. Yeah. You're just going down here. I can't believe you've already started golf no. lessons. <laughs> what, what next? Pottery? Knitting? Well, you know, I just find, like, because we're only in the driving range at the moment, I find it a good stress relief because I'm just, you know, whacking the ball and... If I were to ever do golf, I think it would just be the driving range as yeah. well because I do find a thrill in hitting something with a stick. Yeah, they're, they're never going to let me out on the course, Dave. No, I, I don't have the patience to do a course. Yeah. Like I just The minute it goes in the sand, it's over. Yeah. Bye. Or the water. Nah, it's, no, it, that's a definite goodbye for me. But flick golf is, you know, you get it in the, if you get it in the water in flick golf, you lose a thousand points. <gasps> yeah penalties yeah but you know at least you're not at the risk of the weather you can just go and do it in your own time exactly exactly thank you for listening to a joycast from joy 94.9 thanks for listening to another joy podcast brought to you by australia's lgbtqia plus community media organization joy help us keep joy on air head to joy.org.au joy a diverse sound for a diverse community